Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 243, recorded on January 17th, 2022. Uh, my name is Steve, and I am joined, of course, by Barry. Hey Barry, how's it going? Hey Steve, it's great to be back. It feels feels weird. It's been off for, you know, over a month. Like, yeah, surreal. yeah. It's been uh, since 2021 since I've seen you. Yeah, you know, I can't <laughs> believe it's been since last year, man. A whole year's gone by. Yeah, yeah. And Greg, you don't look a day older than the last time I saw you. Well, I guess that's good, it's considering it's been a whole year now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we uh, got Barry out of the basement as well, too. We had him locked up for a year, so let the monster back out of his cage. <laughs> we had Houston uh, locked in a basement, and we had Barry locked in a basement. I, I must have missed that. Uh, I didn't know I was locked in the basement. <laughs> I'm fine being locked in my basement. It's okay. <laughs> nice. Well, today we're going to be talking all about our 2022 predictions. Always a, a fun show to kind of speculate a little bit. But there's a lot of other news that uh, we're going to be talking about, some different things that have popped up recently. We're also going to uh, show off a little bit of our holiday hauls, uh, some gifts that we either picked up for ourselves or we received over the holiday season. Uh, it's always kind of fun to see what everybody got. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there's, there's probably going to be some other things that uh, the pop up and we'll be talking about as well games we're excited about playing this year um, but uh, before we get into any of that uh, we just want to thank you guys for uh, for tuning into the podcast uh, some of you have you know been with us for a really long time some of you might be this may be your first time at the Nintendo Fuse podcast whether you're watching us live whether you're watching us after the fact you're listening um after the fact uh we thank you so much for for joining us and uh all the chat room um if you've never joined us live uh be sure to do that sometime uh we go live every other monday uh, when we're not on a holiday break um so it's a great time to just jump in and join the conversation we'll be interacting with the chat uh throughout the episode it's already going live i'm having a hard time keeping up already so many people saying hi uh we got uh, logan and kevin and jared and dave jakester jesse uh, I think I got them all so far, but uh, lots of conversations happening already on YouTube and Twitch. So we're streaming live on both. So uh, yeah, if you never joined us, be sure to do that. Also, be sure to hit that uh, subscribe button, that like button, uh, the share button, any buttons that you can hit uh, that, that help us. Just do that. Um, and uh, that'd be awesome if you can leave a positive review. That always helps us as well. And if you've not joined us on social media it's another great place to connect with us in between episodes to stay up to date on all the latest news and uh, rumors and speculations and all that stuff that we have. Be sure to follow us at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And also, we have a Discord that we would love for you to join. That's a great place to just join our community of uh, Nintendo gamers over there. And uh, the link is on the screen if you're watching the video version, but also that link is going to be in the show notes, the YouTube description. So you can just click that, hop right over our, into our Discord. We would love to have you join that growing community over there. And uh, yeah, it'd be a great, great place to uh, to join us. Uh, yeah, tonight, uh, like I said, we're going to be talking a lot about predictions. But before we get into that, uh, we've had quite the time to uh, play some games recently. Uh, so we would love to uh, yeah, hear what you've been playing over the last month, uh, month and I think a week or two um, that we've had off. Uh, so let's go to you first, Barry. Yeah, um... I played a lot of games, but I didn't play a lot at the same time, if that makes sense. Uh, so on the Switch, uh, still doing Animal Crossing every day, you know, just a little bit here and there, um, doing daily stuff. 
Uh, same with Pokemon Unite. I'm still playing that pretty much every day. I think I missed two days or so. Uh, but mainly just a couple matches to do the daily login stuff. Uh, I'm still having fun with it, but, uh, you know, it's still one of those things where you get a great match and it's a lot of fun, and then you get a frustrating match with, with people who don't know what they're doing, and it's just like, man, why am I still playing this? Um, I did get time to check out a couple demos uh, available for the Switch. So not the full games, but I did get to play a couple demos. Uh, Embers of Miram. Uh, I played that demo. It's a really cool 2D um, platformer that uses twin sticks, um, which I'm not normally a fan of, uh, doing two things at the same time. But uh, I enjoyed this one. Uh, Professor Lupo and his horrible pets. Uh, this is a weird top-down uh, puzzle game where you have to pretty much go from floor to floor and figure out the ways to open the doors and avoid getting eaten by enemies. Uh, really weird. Um, I actually played this uh, handheld because I was told, like, oh, play it handheld. There's touchscreen controls. It's easier. So I did that way. Uh, I played Skyracket demo. This is a, a shmup, but instead of a standard shmup, it's like you have a tennis racket and you're constantly hitting your shot at enemies and they'll ricochet back to you. And if you keep volleying it, they get stronger and stronger. Really interesting concept. Uh, so I messed around with that. Uh, then a game called The Spire, Ina's Tale. It's like a 2D platformer puzzler. Uh, on the basic side from what I played, but I only played a little bit of it. Uh, a game which we'll be talking about in a future podcast, uh, Hiroshi Ogo Snowboarding, which we've talked about before, which is a very interesting uh, ski freestyle uh, snowboarding game. A game called Rain in Your Parade, which you get to play the role of a cloud and get to literally... Uh, rain havoc on different scenarios, whether it be, you know, weddings, whether it be, uh, you know, schools, whether it be picnics, whatever, and you have different objectives every level, and there's a lot of homages to games like Metal Gear Solid and Zelda, and there's, it's a really a lot of fun. A game called They Bleed Pixels, it's a 2D um, Super Meat Boy style game where you get to make your own checkpoints and like a beat-em-up combo system, which is, uh, is really interesting, uh, unique style. Uh, the Letter, a horror visual novel, which I will be talking more in depth here very shortly. Uh, so I won't go much into that. On the mobile end, still Dragalia Lost and Mario Kart Tour. And while it sounds like I played a lot, truthfully, I didn't play a lot of these uh, for long, uh, or they were just daily stuff, because my main attention has been Final Fantasy XIV on PC. Uh, the Endwalker came out. It's amazing. I finished it. I'm working on my other jobs. Uh, dealing with, the, uh, with our wonderful community there, a wonderful free company. Uh, just an amazing game. Uh, what a way. I mean, they, they did this uh, endgame style. Like, they capped this off 10 years worth of story in a perfect way. And uh, it's so popular right now, you can't even play it. Uh, you can't download it. But that is coming, I think, next week or the week after you're going to be able to buy it again and, and download the free trial again. Uh, well worth it. If you haven't played an MMO, if you're scared of an MMO, this is pretty much a single-player MMO. Like, you could do everything if you want solo uh, and just either group up with people for dungeons and it'll automatically find you, or um, you could use trusts and NPCs to carry you through. Uh, just, just an amazing experience, and I've been having a blast, and it's really captured my time again like it hasn't in a long time. Cool, cool. Uh, going to the chat, looks like uh, Jakester has been playing Fire Emblem, uh, played a few of the new games he got, mainly Monster Hunter Stories 2, Shadowverse Champions Battle, uh, the thir the 25th. Okay. <laughs> I think he was talking about uh, when uh, uh, Final Fantasy drops, right? Is that what he was talking about? Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, the 25th, so next week. When he said 35th, I was I threw me for a loop. I, didn't, I was like, 
maybe the champions battle 35th. I don't really know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So yeah, let us know what you guys have been playing in the chat. Uh, looks like Kevin is also, uh, riddled courses, playing riddled courses, uh, corpses, sorry, riddled corpses, EX, uh, from red art games for Christmas, uh, from the wife. And, uh, so close to completing it, but that last stage is brutal. Also finished trigger, Witch before that. So you guys are Greg and barrier, big fans of yeah. trigger, Witch. trigger Witch is great. And, uh, yeah, so let us know what you've been playing and, uh, we'll, we'll shout it out, uh, during the show as well. Um, looks like Dave just dropped in. He's been playing Kirby star allies and Ocarina of time 3d, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Greg, what have you been up to? I actually got quite a list this time. So there's a bunch of, uh, games. My daughter really cashed in this holiday season and then she even got a few games selected for her birthday yesterday that like have already been thrown into this list so it's quite a lengthy one so let's dive right into it i'm still doing animal crossing i've been swapping out some new villagers and getting some new ones and getting their photos keeping up with dailies and going to the roast and going to Captain's Island and doing the, the workout sessions along with uh, occasionally designing a few more vacation homes here and there. So I'm actually scanning some of the amiibo cards. So I did like Blathers and Nico and some of the ones that I, special characters I had, which is really cool because they actually send you like your, their um, photo, which I like to show my display, my collection inside my house. So that's really cool there. Um, I did get a chance to fire up with the golf because um, my daughter saw it on like the back of my list of all software at the bottom. And then I wanted me to refinish up my uh, session after she had played like the first uh, couple worlds in her own profile. So I went back and got the full hundred percent and did like some of the new courses that they added through DLC along with finishing like the main campaign that I didn't finish uh, however long ago that I last played it. All right, moving on. So, like yesterday, she got a uh, new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe for Switch. So, we've tackled the first uh, couple worlds for a few hours uh, this afternoon, and that's a lot of fun. And having uh, getting to deal with all the controversy around uh, Toadette transferring into uh, Peach in the middle of the game. So, like, it's kind of interesting that there's like that crown power up that does that transformation and kind of sad that the other characters can't get it. So I was like, hey, I want to be Peach. Nope, only Toadette can pick up the crown. So <laughs> kind of disappointed about that, but I guess that's how they made it. Um, another one that I had started today was the Mario and Rabbit. So I've been talking to a few friends, and some of them just started. They also like started playing this one for the first time, and I realized I had bought it, like, I don't know, three years ago and never even played it. So I actually got through like the first like one four one dash four uh levels, like a number of levels playing today, and that was a lot of fun and we'll be continuing on with that as uh time goes on, I hope. Another big uh one we got for Christmas, both my daughter and I got was Super Mario Party Superstars, the return to form for Mario Party, and that was really great to see the classic boards all remastered and redone and all the classic gameplay and a lot of the familiar games from across the series. So obviously would wish that would be some more boards, but uh, hopefully that can come in like a DLC pack down the line. Um, did get a number of online matches in, but it was just like with friends and that worked really seamlessly. We had no issues, no lag or anything. So that was very flawless and was very impressed to see like how smooth it was. 
Let's see, moving on to one we got for Christmas. We got Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. I've been actively going through Diamond for the first time as like Sword was my first Pokemon game. So I had never previously played Diamond and my daughter Belle has been going through Pearl and we've got the first uh, few gym badges underneath our belt and it's been kind of on a little pause over this last like week or so. We haven't really fired it up. So I'm hoping to further dive into that one as it's been a lot of fun just seeing new Pokemon and I'm have much better idea on how to collect them and everything after playing through sword. So it's nice. It's like somewhat familiar, but different at the same time. All right. And then another fun one we got was uh warrior. get it together. We had a lot of fun playing co-op on that one, going through entire story mode. So we beat the entire story mode. It wasn't very long. I think Barry said it was also kind of short and, Wish it was kind of longer at times, but it was still a lot of fun. I did go back and get all this, um, every single uh, mini game unlocked from all the different things just so I had them all done. I don't think I was going to go through the other like achievement things you can get for points and maxing out all the characters. I don't know if I'll dive into that. Didn't think it was too much worth it going there. Um, and then, believe it or not, I actually fired up the. Wii U over break, I picked up Mario Party 10 due to Mario Party Superstars. So um, I was kind of seeing that it was kind of on the up for going up in price. So I decided to pick it up from a local disc replay and even got through a number of Bowser Party mode. And that's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be because I know it's got like horrendous reviews and everybody was really hating on it. And I didn't think it was that bad, but um, obviously it could be a lot better like Superstars, but that maybe the hate's not fully deserved on it. I guess I <laughs> don't know else to put you it. Go in, you go in with lower expectations. It's not so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very true. <laughs> and then finally, still playing Fire Emblem uh, uh, Heroes on my phone and logging in daily. Oh. Modes and ranking pretty de- decently over the holiday break cool cool uh that's awesome uh let's see <laughs> there's, been a, the chat there. there's been a lot of stuff going on in the chat uh while we wait for uh greg to come back um let's see actually barry do you mind uh going through the the chat while i uh, work with uh, greg to see if we can get him back on <laughs> sure <laughs> so uh logan said that he finished outriders he wants to try final fantasy 14 so hopefully you get a chance logan uh he's helping kids with switch games as needed origami kid uh great game metopia and luigi's mansion 3 good on you logan for helping out your kids uh that's awesome uh, Kevin really enjoys Trigger Witch, which is awesome. Awesome to see. Uh, Basement Dweller has beat five nights at Freddy's Security Breach on PS5. He says it was extremely buggy and should have been delayed, but it was very well designed and overall fun. Probably going to go back and platinum it after some patches. Uh, Jesse says he's been playing lots of Time Pilot Raiden, the original uh, traditional f- uh, 4X uh, Mikado remix. Uh, Guitar Hero Wii, there's a throwback. Galaga, Power Rangers on the Super Nintendo, and Mario Golf. Uh, So that's really cool. Uh, Yeah, and uh, oh, Kevin says, thanks for the signed Amiibo book too, guys. It arrived safely, and it just got around to thank you. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Thank you for entering, and congratulations. I'm glad that it arrived safely. That's awesome. 
That's so cool. Yeah. And uh, what's the guy's name that, that put that together? We can give another shout out if you guys want to check that Amiibo book out. Um, I'm blanking on it right now. And oh, hopefully, my God. hopefully Barry remembers it uh, more than I do. But um, or maybe I'm, maybe I'm Kevin can like, tell us. Maybe his book's right in front of us, and he can let us know as well. <laughs> like I knew, I knew it the second you said it, and right. then it was like right. one of those. I'll find it in a second. <laughs> but uh, yeah, huge shout out to uh, to him, and uh, yeah, uh, looks like Hawada is also playing. Hi, Iwata is also playing uh, Pokemon Unite oh, right now. Paul Paul Murphy. Paul Murphy. Yeah. So yeah. So definitely check him out. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're into Amiibo, oh, Kevin came coming in right there right after you <laughs> saying Paul Murphy. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't checked out, uh, that Amiibo book, make sure you do uh, check it out. Give him some love. Um, Hiawada is also playing a great tournament on G4. Nice. Oh, wow. All right, cool. Um, I have a longer list than normal as well. Um, give me, Good. give me a month and a half off and I have some time to play video games. Uh, so the player rocket league, surprise, surprise, uh, rocket league on both, uh, mobile and, um, on, uh, Xbox. Um, but, uh, got some time to check out some other games, uh, over the holiday break. Um, went back to some games that I'd played before, like Celeste, uh, realized how difficult that game is and, uh, quickly realized I didn't have the time to really, um, grind and make it through some of those levels that I haven't made it through yet. So, uh, quickly moved on to something else. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, played a little bit of burnout paradise as well, which is, uh, kind of one of those games now because I, I played it before. Um, so having it on switch is really nice to just kind of drive around around randomly you know i have a little bit of time while i was traveling and things and i was able to just pop it out and and uh drive around do a couple of races or just try to find some billboards to run through or something like that so it's kind of cool to have that uh had that there um also played asteroids recharge and uh this is basically the same classic game with some updated graphics and a couple extra modes and so if you're a huge fan of uh the original asteroids you may want to check this out but if you're not, I'd skip it. Um, it's not that exciting, really, um, if you're not a huge Asteroids fan. Um, also played a game that uh, Barry played as well. We're going to be talking about it at a future uh, podcast episode, Horatio Goes Snowboarding, uh, which, yeah, like you said, it's kind of uh, ski-free and frogger kind of put together um basically kind of goes back and forth and back and forth uh, between that kind of game style um so played that for a little while um and i played uh, a game that's uh the sequel uh to this game is gonna be coming out this year um it's called figment um and uh yeah it was on sale it was like really really cheap and so i i was excited about figment 2 never heard of the first figment and so i went ahead and, and bought it and uh spent some time with it i'm about like halfway through the game i guess um it doesn't really take a ton of time to get through but it is one of those because it's a fairly short game i've decided to like try it 100 percent it and um so it's taking me longer than if i just played straight through it um so yeah a couple hours or uh, several hours into it about halfway halfway through the game and for the most part i'm enjoying it it's uh it's mostly a really casual uh, puzzle adventure. Um, and the only challenge is that some paths aren't incredibly obvious to like know what to do next. And so there's a couple of spots that I took a lot longer than I really needed to, because I needed to backtrack to go get something that I didn't realize at the time. So after you realize like that kind of the, the strategy behind the game, like don't leave anything behind, 
you'll make a lot more progress faster in the game. But if you don't realize that, you have to go backtrack to get some stuff that you might need later. Um, so if you do decide to play Figment, make sure you take as much stuff with you along the way. That's all I'll say. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, the game did freeze up on me a few times, which was unfortunate. Um, luckily, it was never in important times. It was always when I was backing up through the menu or like I had already made it far, you know, far enough and I'd pause the game and all of a sudden it freeze or froze or something like that. So it was never like really frustrating times, but it did freeze several times, which I thought was interesting. Um, and then I played uh, a game that I know Barry is a big fan of and I got it on switch uh, for review. So I'll be playing, uh, reviewing it uh, in the future. Um, and that is life is strange, true colors. And I've never played a life is strange game, but oh my gosh, am I a fan now? Wow. Um, this, the, yeah, this, this storytelling, the, the, the way they storytell in this game is great. And it's like, has this, uh, not exactly cause the, because most of the storytelling based games that I played in the past are more like point and click adventure kind of things that I don't enjoy because there's no, there's nothing for that for me. I'm like, I'd rather just see it play out because I don't have to do anything if I'm doing like barely anything, but this actually, I feel like I, I play a role within it. I like take on the persona of the main character and, and, and it's not super challenging necessarily, but, uh, but it's, it's, I feel involved and like all the decisions you make, uh, play out and everything. And so I played it for several hours, uh, made it through several chapters and, uh, decided to put it down and, um, was really excited to get back to it. And so a couple days ago, fired it back up, really, really excited. And, uh, there's this glitch that uh, exist in the game, apparently with the save files, and I cannot continue the game. So I'm a few chapters in, and I cannot continue it unless I want to restart from the very beginning, which is really unfortunate. Um, so basically, I load the game up, and it uh, says, new game. And I was like, no, I don't want to play a new game. I want to continue. And so I went to the save files and you get five save files. And so I just went to another one. I was like, okay, I'm going to test some stuff out. And so maybe it just means maybe can, they just forgot to put continue in there or something like that. So I don't want to overwrite my save file. I'm just going to start a new one and then I'll play with that one to see what happens. And at that point I could, I, I started that one played for just a few minutes and backed out. And then all of a sudden I get load game and continue exciting cool i'm gonna continue on and it continued on that save file and so i backed out and i was like okay i'll try to load game i loaded the game the my, my original save file and continue is now gone so i cannot continue my original save file if i want to play the game i have to restart from the very beginning and lose all those hours uh and it's not, it wouldn't be that big of a deal if I wasn't trying to like go and collect things along the way and make sure I did certain things. And I think I remember most of the decisions I made, the save file is there and I can see all the decisions I made up to that point. I'd have to write them down somewhere or whatever. So it's still there. I contacted Square um, and I was like, okay, what is going on here and everything? Apparently that is a, a known issue. And, um, they are working on it, but they've been working on it for a long time. 
Um, apparently it was existing on other consoles as well before the switch. And back in October, November, I think was when people, uh, started saying things about it. And, um, yeah, so they know it's an issue. Supposedly they're working on it, but they have not come to a fix just yet. Um, so Jake's saying that's why cloud games suck. It's, this is actually like not a cloud game. It's, it's, I downloaded it fully on, on the switch. So, um, so yeah, it's like, it's integrated with the cloud, but it's actually not there. So Barry, I think you're trying to say something, but you're muted. Oh yeah I, yeah. I did not have that problem with the PS5 at all. Okay. Um, but I, I will say they're short. It's only five chapters. Mm-hmm. So if you were, you know, you were probably about halfway closer. through. Yeah, halfway through. Um, I like at the end of every chapter, it shows you your decisions based on everybody else that's played it. So you mm-hmm. can see if you were in the majority or oh, minority. That's the other thing. I can't because the Switch version, I at least my version of it, I can't connect to the internet with it. Like every, it, it gave me an issue when I first tried to log in. And now every time I hit the button on the, on the main menu to uh, to log in, it just basically reloads the menu and that's it. So that's that, another glitch. So there's two glitches that's I found. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, because that's part of the fun is like, hey, did I go with the majority here or did I was in the minority? And sometimes it's not just A or B. Sometimes there's like four or five different choices that you could do and you can really see where it is. And, and sometimes it's even mundane things like, did you water the garden? You know, they, you tended to the garden, you didn't tend to the garden, you, you know, killed the flowers, you made them bloom. Like, wait, I didn't even see the garden. I missed right. that whole thing. It was a whole other, other option I could have done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, DeRosset Myers just got here. He said, uh, are you talking about Guardians of the Galaxy? No, we're not. Actually, uh, we're talking about Life is Strange, Two Colors, uh, about some glitches in that. But, um, you know, maybe Guardians of the Galaxy has got some... Uh, Got some uh, glitches as well. Um, I, I do hope now that you've played this, though, I do hope you go back and finish it uh, when the remastered uh, collection comes out of Before the Storm and one comes out. I really hope you play that because I think one is one of those games that everyone should play. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 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 I put it on that list of a game that everyone should at least experience. Yeah. Yeah, I love that it's that True Colors is based in Colorado as well. So like <laughs> all these things, like inside jokes and and comments they're making, like I get that now. This is crazy. Um, it's like talks about like areas or things that I I know about. Um, so it's it's kind of it's it was really fun experience, and I'm really bummed that at least for now until they release a, a patch that uh, that I can't continue it unless I start from the beginning again. And so in order to do that, I just, I just need to set aside some time and get back to that point. And I really don't want to. So I'm holding out that Square is going to actually release that that patch sometime soon so I can just uh, pick oh, up from oh. there. If nothing else, like if there's if it's a corrupted save file, like you can't access it, like then allow us to copy that save file to a different one. That'd be great. If I could just copy it to a different one, I can't use number one anymore. I just number two or whatever. That's fine. But uh, to have to start all over again is just really disheartening. And I really don't want to. But from what I played, I really, really enjoy it, though. And I'm really upset that I can't play anymore right now unless I start over. So Yeah, I was happy to see you playing that. I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. They they reached out. Um Soon after our our last uh, podcast, where we gave the game of the year, and um, yeah, I remember seeing it come through. It was like, oh, Barry's talked a lot about this. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll say yes for for that review copy. And uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying it so far. So, uh, all right, well, Barry. Speaking of you uh, and yep. reviewing games, uh, you've got yeah. a game to uh, talk about tonight, and a little more of a a full review. So I'm yep. gonna switch it over to you, and you can take it from there. 
Sure. So uh, the fine folks over at East Asia Soft uh, reached out. Um, we've been covering a lot of their showcases. They've put out a lot of great games, and uh, they reached out and uh, for with a review code. And it's one of the games that they've showcased, and, and I've said multiple times, this game looks great. And it does have a physical. I have the physical order, but it's not here yet. Uh, it's called The Letter, a horror visual novel. And I'm one of those people, I do not like horror games. All right, just flat out, I do not like horror games. I do not like to be scared. I do not like, you know, Resident Evil or, or Silent Hill or any of that, except when it's visual novels. It's really weird. I just, I, you know, Zero Escape, stuff like that. I love visual novels and, and when they tell a really compelling story. And this looked really cool. Uh, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go into it. If I'm a little scared, I'm a little scared. If it's too much for me, I'm going to back out. And uh, this is a really unique visual novel in the way it's set up. So just to, for background, it did come out uh, last month, December 15th, 2021. Um, East Asia Soft, again, is the one who put it out, uh, developed by Yang Yang Mobile. Um, so this form of seven chapters in this story, um, it goes through seven chapters. Each chapter follows a different person. And the unique thing is, is that while you're with the person, the, all the events stack. So you will see a branch. You will see like a, a tree of each character as you get to each chapter. And each chapter does get longer. So it's one of those things where it's like, wow, I did chapter one and it was like, 45 minutes, and I did chapter two, and it was like, all right, you know, about the same. Um, by the time you get to the last ones, you, you, it's like hours. Like, they get really long. And a lot of the reason it's long is because it's all based on what you've done in the previous chapters. So this game takes place over a span of, like, two weeks. So you have these two-week period of time. And while you're going through it, if you, like, if, if you're in the first character and the, you have the choice to go to the office or go home, and you say, well, I'm going to go to the office, then when you play the next character, when it gets to that day, that character is at the office. So any decision revolving that, like if you wind up going to that place, you will run into that character. But if you had him stay home and you wind up going to that place, you won't run into the character. So by the time you're on the seventh chapter, it factors in all these decisions for six previous characters because they all overlap. And sometimes you will get um, a conversation repeated, but you'll hear it like the inner monologue from the other character. A lot of times you'll skip days. You like you literally will skip a couple days, and you know what happens as a journal. Um, nothing really important with that character happens that hasn't already been shown. Uh, I like that. I like that world building. I like where your decisions truly matter. Um, and the story behind this is you start off with a character named Isabella, and she is a real estate agent, and she is selling this Ermagod mansion. And this mansion is an old from the 1600s in England and uh, supposedly is haunted, of course, you know, like these old haunted tales. So you go there, and while you're investigating, you're about to have an open house, you find this letter, the name of the game. And the letter literally just says, help me in what looks like blood over and over. And then at the bottom, it's like, share this with five people or else. And it's like this old school chain letter, like, really, you're going there? And immediately after that, this creepy woman who who we wound up calling the grudge woman because she's just like, 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 gasping like the gr in the grudge which which i was found out about from my wife because i didn't watch it but we called her the grudge woman she's like dripping in blood and like decay and and it was just like okay this is kind of creepy and you get a quick time event and you could choose to turn off quick time events if you want to if you fail the quick time event you die but if you succeed you you know you run away 
and she accidentally winds up showing this letter to all the other characters. And other people have apparently seen this letter. And everybody that's seen this letter outside the main characters, they start dying. They start like combusting in flames or all this crazy stuff happening. And it's like, what is going on? And all these people start, you know, she's trying to tell people and everyone thinks she's crazy. And everyone starts to see this girl. She starts appearing. And it's not like, oh, all you're in the mansion. It's scary. I'm going to go home. I'm safe. You're not safe at home. She appears in people's dreams. She appears in the park. She appears all over in creepy scenarios. Like you could, they, one character could be driving and looks in the back seat, and there she is, like grinning. And it's like really freaky stuff. And I loved it. I thought it was really well done. It kept me on the edge of my seat. And I did complete the game. And again, you can have the characters die off, or you can save them. And and I beat them with everybody alive. And then I found out after doing so that there is an actual true ending to the game. And there's a whole backstory of who this woman is and what's going on. And you get these memories of a character dies. You get these memories of the past and the true nature of what, what she is and what her story is. And I haven't seen that yet. So I can't talk about it. And I, even if I did, I wouldn't spoil it. But it was enough for me to say, I want to delve deeper into this world. I really, I really felt the characters. Um, there's a relationship meter. So you can wind up having characters get together or you could have characters wind up, you know, just being friends or, or even enemies and have them kill each other and go against each other. Like it's really, really cool. So every decision you make, you know, will have positive or negative effects on different characters. And, and it's just an ensemble cast. It's just really well done. Better than I expected, longer than I expected. Uh, really excited for the physical to come out. And it's one of those that if you like visual novels, if you like, the horror stuff, if you like, you know, good storytelling, like you just want, I want to sit down and just be in this atmospheric, good story uh, setting. Uh, this game it took me by surprise. It, it was way better than I expected. And I, I highly recommend this game. And I'm, I thank you very much, East Asia Soft, for uh, providing code, uh, even though I already gave you my money to uh, purchase the physical. I gladly would double dip on this, um, even if I didn't already have the physical because it's that good. I would want this on my shelf. It is a really compelling, fun experience, and uh, I just recommend it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, thanks to uh, East Asia Soft to her providing that. Uh, they've been putting on a lot of games. We're going to be talking about them uh, pretty soon uh, tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah. That's uh, sounds exciting. You've already convinced uh, Kevin in the uh, in the chat already. Yep. He's he's going to be getting it as well. Um, Jake's just not a fan I, of, of horror, but you know, I, like I said, I'm not a fan of horror at all. I, I do not play horror games. I do not like survival horror. I just don't. But and it was like very few little pop up scares. Like it was very very minor. But it was just the atmosphere was creepy. Like I love Eternal Darkness. I love Eternal Darkness. It was great. It's like that kind of psychological. Like sometimes it's just the music. Sometimes you don't even see the girl, and you just hear the music, or you just hear her laugh, and it's just like, oh, I know things are about to go down. Like <laughs> this is gonna get creepy. Um, but it's done in a sense where. You know, you have that fun. Again, you could turn off quick time events. You could set it to easy and then you can uh, just really go ahead and, and have fun with it. Cool. Cool. Uh, DeRossett Meyer says, uh, thanks for answering my question. I got to run, but this is an interesting podcast. So I'll probably be back later. So, yeah, thanks so much for uh, for joining us, DeRossett. We'd yep. love to have you back. Um, 
Yeah, that's so cool. Like, so we, we've been playing a lot of games, which is really, really exciting. Uh, let's turn our attention a little bit before we jump into some news into a little show and tell. We haven't done show and tell in a while. Uh, so for those of you that are joining us in audio only, uh, later and you're an audio listener for the podcast, uh, first of all, thanks for doing that. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll do our best to describe what we're, what we're showing off tonight, um, so that you're not completely left in the dark. But if you have, haven't checked out the video version, head over to Nintendo Fuse on YouTube and you can check that out later uh, to actually see what we're talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe you got some gifts this uh, holiday season or uh, maybe you picked up some stuff for yourself over the holiday season. So I'd love to, again, yeah, show those things off, see what we got and uh, have a little fun around that. So Barry, how about we kick it, uh, kick it to you first and uh, you can show us what we got. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm... My wife and I were kind of in that period where we're like, we're not really getting each other gifts. Or if we do, we do uh, house gifts. Uh, you know, last year we did the TV. We got ourselves a new TV and sound bar and all that. Upgraded our entertainment center. Uh, so I'm like, you know, this year we're kind of in the same boat. We're like, uh, you know, because when, you know, you, you're going for a full Switch set, you're getting the games. So it's not like she can go to the store and just get me a Switch game because I already have the, them all. Uh, and if it's something on like the PlayStation, it's something I want to play. I, usually I'll grab it or in advance or when the sales go, I'll, I'll follow the sales. So we really didn't exchange gifts. Well, I gave her some stuff, but I, you know, I didn't ask her for anything, but, uh, my dad hasn't given me anything in a while. And, and I'm in this weird eccentric collector area where the stuff I go for, uh, now are just really hard to find. Uh, it's kind of thing. Like I can't give you a list of what I'm looking for and expect anything, to be given to me because I can't find the stuff. So I don't expect you to, um, but I wound up finding something and I told him about it and he's like, well, you know, I'll just pay for it. It's easier that way. <laughs> like here, you could have it as a gift. So I did get it as a gift. Um, and one of the rabbit holes that have gone down lately in my collecting field is I've, I've fallen in love with this story. Um, and whenever I fall in love with the story, it's usually because it's something that I hadn't heard of before in gaming. And when there's something I haven't heard of before, it captures my interest because I try and stay on top of things and I try and be in the know and I don't know everything. I will never claim to know everything. So whenever there's something new, it's exciting. And I fell in love with the story with South Korea. Uh, after World War II, South Korea did not want anything from Japan. They did not want any Japanese products sold. They were mad. Uh, and they had a law outlawing it. You couldn't have Japanese products. Well, video games... You know, we're big in Japan and Japanese products. So in order to get video games in South Korea, both Nintendo and, and Sega had to go to another company uh, because there was no rule about a South Korean company releasing anything in South Korea. So they had to go to a South Korean company each and get a South Korean company to manufacture and put out their consoles. Um, so for Sega, Sega went to the company Samsung, which you've probably all heard of. Um, and so Samsung Sega consoles exist for like the Master System, the Genesis, the Saturn, stuff like that, Game Gear, uh, really cool stuff. Where Nintendo went to the company Hyundai, which you also probably know about. So there's Hyundai, Nintendo, SNES, and 64 Game Boy, stuff like that. And unfortunately, the South Korean uh, culture, they're... They don't keep things. So when they don't need something anymore, they just throw it out. 
So when you're dealing with consoles from the 80s and the 90s, a lot of this stuff unfortunately has been thrown out. Um, so it's very hard to find some of this stuff. But I still look. And it's like, no, I, as a collector in me, now we got the hunt going. You tell me I can't find something, I'm going to find it. You know, I'm going to do what I can. Uh, so one of the things my dad got me, uh, which I'll showcase here, is actually uh, really cool. It is the Hyundai Nintendo 64. So from the front, it looks just like a standard Nintendo 64. We all play it in America, no big deal. But when you turn it on the side, it says... Hyundai Comboy 64 because they didn't call it like the Nintendo. It was the Comboy over there. So the Super Comboy, the Comboy 64. And on the bottom of it, where it would say Nintendo, it says Hyundai right there. Everything is in Korean because it was in Korean system. Uh, even the uh, the uh, sleeve there the for the port for the 64DD, which of course never came out, but it was still there. But yeah, it was just really cool finding one of these. Uh, I love the story behind it. I love the fact that, you know, Hyundai wound up putting it out. Uh, and uh, it's just been a fun to try and track down these systems. So I've, I've almost got the whole set. I'm going for them. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Uh, I had to find a contact in Korea. And, uh, like, literally, he had to help me track it down. And he's like, I found you a 64 with the hookups and the controller and everything. So I was like, all right, let's, nice. let's work on it. So I had this nice. shipped in from Korea. So... Does that work? was my main big thing. Yeah, yeah, it's working. Yeah, working 64. Um, I, I'm not going to play it in the sense because I've got American 64. I got it for museum purposes, but it's like that's the kind of collecting I like now. It's like you know, this is stuff not a lot of people know about or, or care about, even if they do know about it. And I'm like, you know what? I like the history. I like the stories behind it. Uh, I've always been uh, an educational collector, a historian collector, um, for these weird oddities you know, in, in the history, even during when we were playing and we had no idea about it because you know, there was no internet back then. So I don't, I just find it weird and fun. So yeah. that's what I went for. That's cool. Yeah. Unless it was written. Yeah, Cause it doesn't, Nintendo wouldn't play Power. the American games though, right? Uh, a lot of the Korean stuff play, it's like a hybrid. Some of them play Japanese and some uh, American, but only some. It's like only a mixture. It's not, it's not totally a Japanese system. It's not totally an American system. Uh, they seem to be this weird hybrid. But they did have their own Korean games released that they do play. There are Korean N64, SNES, you know, NES games. Um, and they're, you know, Mario Kart 64 in Korean. Like, you can get it and you could play it. It was released over there. But the market was a lot smaller for video games in South Korea uh, in the 80s and the 90s mm -hmm. uh, versus even the, in America. You know, just it was a new market. And, and these, you know, Hyundai and Samsung didn't produce millions upon millions as, as Nintendo and Sega did. So there are probably no games that were specific just to Korea, right, then that... I don't, don't want to say yes or no. I'm fairly Most certain there might have been. Yeah. Um, I mean, there might have been, yeah. or there might have been a game that we didn't get, but it was a Japanese game that went mm -hmm. over there as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, like there wasn't an exclusive Mario or anything like that. Yeah. Like, right. but, but there could have been some title on one of the systems that was exclusive. Uh, but it's weird to see, like, they even did, like, Samsung did the Pico, mm -hmm. you know, like, of all systems. Like, let's do the Pico over there. Like, I don't know. I just find this a, a, such a fascinating story. And uh, it's it's like Pokemon now. Like I'm just trying to get them all, and I'm almost there. I'm almost to them all, which nice. which is a crazy journey that I've been on already. And I'm I'm hunting down the last few, and it's just it's something I don't recommend people go for unless they're really diehard crazy like myself. Um, <laughs> but but just knowing the story for some is is cool enough, and that's that's awesome. Just, yeah. 
if you know, I just like learning. It's something I didn't know mm -hmm. about. I'm like, I love this. I love it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about it. I want to know more. So yeah. I did research and I've been talking with some historian friends of mine and we've been discussing it. Like, did you know about this? Oh, what about this? And we, would try, we don't even know if certain systems were ever put out there. Like mm -hmm. we know the Pico was, but we don't know if the Sega CD was over there. Like did mm -hmm. that come out? You know, we, we don't, <laughs> like, there's no records of it that, that I've been able to find. So it's just speculation at this point until something shows up. Nice. Nice. Well, I just uh, enjoy knowing someone that has one. So <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. yeah. You all live vicariously through me. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Greg, uh, I'm assuming you probably didn't get some uh, console we never heard of before. Um, but uh, no, what did you what did you get over the holiday season? <clears throat> well, um, as I was alluding to, like during my updates, it was primarily my daughter getting it. So I was Thankfully, I still get to play with it too. So, I mean, I was still able to bring like the stuff over here to like show. So, um, for obviously anyone that doesn't know, this is what's called a Mario Kart. It's an actual like drives <laughs> in the actual game called the Mario Kart. So, it's like the home circuit edition and it can drive around your own course and everything that's very, very unexpected that I thought I was going to like it as much as I did. Like, um, it runs like flawlessly and it, you, know, you can really create like your own courses. It's like a really awesome thing to have. And she's already begging me to get the Luigi one, like the Luigi edition and spend another hundred dollars on it. So then we can race each other. Um, not quite sure if I'm going down that route yet, but it's <laughs> surprisingly a lot more fun than I ever had. So um, then pretty much just brought a number of the other games and stuff that I was talking about that we've been playing. So it's like, Pokemon Diamond, Pokemon Pearl. So, I mean, everyone knows what game cases look like, so it's not like <laughs> you have to really greatly describe them. Mario Party Superstars, WarioWare. So those are a lot of the main ones from like the holiday. And then finally, my sister got me this um, really cool Game Boy mug. So then, like, it lights up and shows like Super Mario Land, like when the um, fluid inside is extremely hot, like coffee, tea, whatever, even hot water will do it. But it's like a really cool mug that I can use for my morning coffee. It is a cool mug. I got it last year. So I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's one of the, my favorite mugs that I use. So, yep. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Let us know uh, what you guys picked up over the, the holiday season or received as gifts uh, as well. And we'll try to go over those as much as we can. Uh, looks like Logan also got uh, the Mario home circuit as well um, on sale for $50, but he couldn't get it, Luigi. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it too. I wish I, I had more time to play around with that uh, for sure. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, once, once Barry gets his, his uh, whole home mu museum all done, he needs to do a drive around and make a Mario Kart within that. That's <laughs> what needs to happen. I, uh, I, I don't have Mario Kart home circuit. I don't only because it was digital only. It's a physical cart, but there's no physical game. So, but it's a physical of, Mario Kart. There's a box. You're right. It's, it's, it's a, there's a box. So that doesn't mean I bought it. The only exception was the Fire Emblem. I did. I did buy that. Uh, yeah, you bought yeah. an empty box for Fire Emblem, but you don't buy it. <laughs> I did, and and I'm still debating why, but I did that. Um, but, but Mario Kart, but that was also a limited thing. Mario Kart Home Circuit's not limited. Um, but yeah, there's yeah. no uh, no physical. <laughs> I don't know why. Ring Fit Adventure, Labo, both physical things with physical carts. Mario Kart, no. 
No. Yeah, I don't know. I would have bought it. I would have bought it in a heartbeat if it had physical. You should still buy it. But uh <laughs> looks like uh, Jakester got Mario Plus Rabbits, Metroid Dread, and uh, two Star Wars double packs, Shadowverse and Monster Hunter Stories 2. Um, also the Metroid Dread Amiibo pack. And hi, what I also has the same mug, so we're we're mug mug buddies i guess i don't know what the, guess, if that's yeah, a thing Mary, but Mary needs to get one of those now <laughs> we should we should we're just gonna replace send me the link we're send gonna me replace the barry link. with hiwata because uh you know we have to have this mug to be on the podcast <laughs> uh, and uh let's see i think that's that's all so far uh so yeah if you haven't let us know what you guys picked up or received of the holiday season let us know um i'm gonna start off with the the least exciting and move up uh with what i got so um i got an eShop card um so you know <laughs> That's not that exciting. Um, this is all these, all three of the rest of these are um, pretty exciting though. So I, if you guys have been for the podcast for a while, uh, you know that typically I receive um, uh, Christmas ornaments uh, every year. And so this year uh, or last year, 2021 was uh, Super Mario um, with the caped version. Right. And so I got the, the Hallmark keepsake uh, with the caped Mario uh, this year. Um I really well, see, want. I have that too. Do you have that, Greg? We could be ornament buddies. You need that ornament, Dan. <laughs> I don't have that. Yeah, no, I need to get it. I have the there official Nintendo one from uh, my Nintendo, but I don't have that one. Mm, nice. So, uh, so you guys have seen these already because I posted them uh, in the in our Discord in our in our staff section. But uh, I had I, my birthday is. Um, is December 9th. And so, um, I got KK slider for my birthday. So it wasn't really holiday, but, uh, close enough. So KK here, uh, from the build a bear collection, um, which is pretty awesome. And I think he does play, I forget which hand it is. If you can hear that, but he plays the animal crossing theme. Uh, so that's really cool. He's pretty awesome. So, uh, that's, that's, uh, KK um, comes with the guitar and everything. So like a little strap on him. So that's cool. And uh, he's going to keep on playing um, while I put him down. And then I also <laughs> got the Yoshi Build-A-Bear uh, for Christmas. So my wife nice. was really nice to me this year and got me two Build-A-Bears. Um, so I got KK Slider and Yoshi. Uh, Yoshi doesn't play any music, but uh, he's still pretty awesome. So um, for those of you that are wondering, yeah, the size of them, they're you know, roughly the size of my head, um, a little bigger actually than that. So, um, they're pretty awesome. They're, they're pre-built. I think both of these, I think you can only get online, so you can't build them yourself. Um, but, uh, they are, they're pretty cool and love that, that connection that uh, Nintendo and, and Build-A-Bear has made. So, uh, if you're fans of those, I do highly recommend they're, they're awesome. They're really well made and, uh, really soft and, uh, yeah, they hang out in my office now, um, because it's pretty cool. And every once in a while they'll do really fun things. And my wife comes in and she's like, Oh, they're sitting at your desk. Oh, they're sitting over there and I have a little fun with them. So they're like Trader Joe's at your office. <laughs> they yeah. move around like a little monkey that they have, like curious George, they move around to my local Trader Joe's. <laughs> Nice. So, yeah, pretty much. Uh, let's see. Looks like Logan says he does it. Okay. He's talking about something else. Um, I, what I, his niece got uh, Bowser Build-A-Bear for her birthday today. So that's really awesome. Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's our, our holiday hauls. Um, so 
hopefully that was fun for you guys. If you haven't let us know what you guys got, uh, please do let us know in the chat or the comments later. We'd love to know. Um, and also in our discord, you can pop that stuff in there too. It's always fun to kind of share what you get, uh, especially if it's kind of rare or out there or p things we've never heard of before or, uh, hard to come by stuff like that is always uh, fun to when you get it and kind of share the excitement with each other. Uh, let's move on to some news. Uh, we're going to hit one new story. Then we're going to move on to our predictions and talk about that stuff. And then we'll hit some other uh, highlight, some other news at the very end. Um, but uh, one big news story um, and I kind of alluded to it earlier is that East Asia soft had uh, another event. So Barry, tell us a little about this, uh, this event and uh, what they showed off this time. Uh, yeah, so um, they've been doing these showcases. Uh, really appreciate them. They're usually like seven, eight minutes. They don't take you know a whole afternoon. Uh, they they pretty much set it to what games are going to be coming out in a like a certain window, so you could watch it and be prepared. And and East Asia Soft is a publisher, so all these games are not developed by East Asia Soft. Um, so do keep that in mind. But they've been putting out some really great titles. Uh, we just talked about the letter, uh, which is one of their titles. So this time they showed uh, uh, most of the games they showed are for for Switch. Uh, one wasn't uh, for Switch now, but it is is ready for the Switch. Uh, but they showed off Seven Pirates H, which comes out spring 2022, and it does have a physical available right now at PlayAsia. Com. They showed off, uh, that, that's like a strategy RPG, I believe. Uh, they showed off Demoniaca Everlasting Night. That comes January 12th, so that's already out. Um, that one is a Metroidvania, like a, like a horror Metroidvania. It looks really cool. Uh, Queenie Army, which comes out um, tomorrow, January 18th. That one, if I remember, is like a, an 8-bit 2D platform running gun kind of deal. Uh, they showed off Cake Invaders, which comes out Jake, uh, January 26th. Uh, the Dead Tree of Ranchunitna, which I forget which one that one is. That comes out February 2nd. Uh, El Gancho uh, is February 9th. Beat Souls was like a rhythm game. Looks really interesting. It's quarter one, 2022. Splash Cars is coming out quarter one, 2022 as well. That one looks really fun. And then they also did show off a game we talked about before. Trigger Witch is coming to the PS5, uh, but that one's already available for the Switch and made our top indie, or what second indie game of last year. Uh, great game if you haven't played that. But uh, these are the games they showed off. It was this really quick video. Uh, all these games are, are January, February. Some of these are out now. Um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch the the short clip and if any of the, the games really stuck out to you. Yeah. Yeah, I got a chance to to watch through it. Um, most of the games didn't really stand out to me. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, that, that one you weren't remembering, the, the Dead Tree of Ranchui, Ranchuina. It was great when hearing you try to pronounce it and then I'm trying to pronounce it myself and I'm struggling. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's more of a, like a first person kind of, it looks kind of like, I don't know if it's like a horror game or kind of an adventure kind of thing, but it was like a first person kind of perspective um, if I'm rem remembering correctly. Um, but uh, yeah, honestly, like the one that stood out to me was, was Trigger Witch <laughs> from all of them, uh, which is already out for Switch. Um, but there, it's, it's exciting. It's interesting. Um, it seems like, like for the most part, it seems like East Asia Soft like has this niche that they keep going after and they keep putting games like in like this similar kind of style, similar 
uh, genre, I guess is kind of a way to put it. But then all of a sudden they, they turn it like that, that game or like beat souls or like splash cars and it's completely different. And so they are, they continuing to put a lot of the, like change it up a lot, um, which is really exciting because I think that typical style that they had been going for, for a long time that a lot of the, those games, uh, fell into, um, wasn't really doing it for me, but, uh, I love to see the, you know, they're, they're playing around and putting some more, um, games out there. And so I think, you know, they're going to, they're going to miss a lot of times with me, but, uh, every once in a while they, they get some, some great stuff. Um, and, uh, like Horatio goes snowboarding is fantastic. Um, but, uh, <laughs> little, little preview of our uh, review in a couple of weeks, but, um, but yeah, nothing, nothing really stood out to me. What do you think, Greg? Um, I actually did watch the event, but um, I've been following all the press release. So it's like the I saw like the email for Seven Pirates H, and I was actually pretty interested in that based on what I was reading like about that as an RPG title. And I've actually gone ahead and requested the Demonica Everlasting Night review code, and they sent it to me. I think just like a day or two ago. I haven't had a chance to. Um, play it yet or anything but i was definitely looking forward to playing that one and hopefully having a discussion with barry because i think he also got a code on that one as well so um i'm sure these other ones a number of these other ones will probably be interesting as well and i'll be continuing to look through them as a lot of these dates are very coming up very quickly and for the bulk of them so um i have pretty been been a good fan of like the east asia soft games as you've been saying steve like trigger witch was awesome and i a lot of their games like i've seen and played have already been fantastic hits so looking forward to seeing some more that they publish over here cool cool yeah barry what stood out to you uh yeah demonica was the the big one when i saw that i was like oh my god this looks amazing and when the email came in for the code i'm like yeah i'm (laughs) going for that uh so that is that is one i i do have the code and have it downloaded so i'm ready to to jump into that i want i wanted to finish the letter first and i have one more east asia soft game actually um to do first i got that beat next city which looks really cool that like the 2D beat em up that's like, uh, like pixel art. Um, splash cars, I remember looking really cool. Uh, seventh part of the H, I do have the physical, um, but I think it's another SRPG. So, like, that's Greg's forte, not mine. I do have the physical pre ordered to support him, though. Uh, and uh, Queenie Army also looked kind of cool. That's the 8 bit one. Uh, I know codes went out for that. I did not request one, but I don't know if either of you were going to go for it. But, uh, you know, I, I like what they're doing. They're they're really become this new platform for a lot of small indie studios and indie, indie titles, and uh, it's not like low budget titles. These are some really great games, and and a lot of them they are bringing physical too, which is fantastic. So you're getting both both avenues, and they've been they've been exceptional with us. Um, very very generous with the codes. Uh, very happy with our coverage. Uh, and I will keep continue championing them because they're they're highlighting some fantastic developers, and they're not all hits. I mean, we've reviewed a couple of the games from them, and we've been like, ah, Crisis Wing, like this game really wasn't as good as we wanted, unfortunately. But then you get games like Trigger Witch, you get games like The Letter, you get games that really are just like this. Are, these are absolutely worth your time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's move on and uh, let's uh, let's actually talk about some predictions. Um, but uh, before we jump into 2022, it's it's always important, uh, you know, just in life in general uh, today. 
you know, let's, let's get a little serious for a second. Uh, we are recording live on our uh, Martin Luther King Day here in the United States. Uh, very important to always, you know, look back to the past to learn from our mistakes in the past. Um, we are all of us here at Nintendo Fuse believe that we all are, are all equal uh, and we should be treated equal um, and all those things. So things that, you know, Dr. King uh, stood for. So it's important to look back to the past, learn from our mistakes and then move forward. So in a not so serious way at all. We're going to look at our past mistakes of our predictions and uh, how did we do in 2021 uh, predicting what was going to happen in this craziness of uh, the last couple years? Uh, did we actually do well or not? So uh, let's just go down the line and kind of give your give yourself some scores. Uh, you know, have our five predictions. How well did you do? How many of you got correct? Uh, and all that thing before we jump into 2022. And uh, feel free, uh, if you're watching live right now, throw all your predictions for 2022 in the chat. We will eventually get to your predictions. Uh, we're going to go through all of ours first, uh, and then we'll we'll go to the chat um, before we wrap up this, this segment. Um, but uh, get your predictions ready. That way you can toss them in the chat uh, when it's time to to go to uh, to see what you guys are predicting as well. But uh, Barry, how was 2021 and your predictions uh, did, did you do very well? Well, I'll say this, you know, I, I pride myself as an industry analyst and I also pride myself that I can't figure out Nintendo at all because <laughs> everything that I feel would be smart of them to do and what they should do, they always go the other way. So in traditional fashion, I got, as far as I'm aware, zero points. Um, so what I predicted, quickly run down, I predicted that Switch Pro would come out in March to go with Monster Hunter Rise and Bow and Wonderworld. Uh, Switch Pro would go on March 26th. I guess I can get a half point because the Switch OLED came out, but it didn't come out in March. Um, I, I love that you, will... you connected it with Bow and Wonderworld. I know I did because, <laughs> because Bow and Wonderworld looked terrible in, in the Switch footage. So I was like, oh, they're going to have to have to do that. Actually, we also talked about games we were looking forward to in Bow and Wonderworld was one I wrote down. <laughs> Sad day. Um, anyways, uh, I said that Nintendo will pass off Metroid Prime Trilogy as their way of celebrating Metroid 35 and ignoring all other titles with maybe an update on Metroid Prime 4. That was wrong! We didn't get Metroid Prime Trilogy. We got Metroid Dread, but they didn't really celebrate Metroid 35. But we got Metroid Dread, so I was wrong. Uh, I said Nintendo will, uh, will pass off the Wii U Zelda titles being ported over as their way of ce celebrating Zelda 35, ignoring all other titles with maybe an update on Breath of the Wild 2, uh, and I did not think it will come out in 2021. I, I guess I'm going to give myself half a point, because they didn't give us the Wii U Zelda titles, they did do Skyward Sword, they did give us an update on Breath of the Wild 2, and it did not come out in 2021. So I'm going to give myself half a credit there, um, because I was right in the second half and I was wrong in the first half. Um, it said after the purchase of Next Level Games, they're going to decide to open up their wallet and buy at least two more studios. Well, that didn't happen. They bought nobody. That's a complete wrong. And I said we will see something new from Monolith Soft as well as Xenoblade X coming over. Monolith Soft was quiet. We saw nothing. So, like, what is that, like uh, 0.75 of a point? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, that might be I'll, I'll say one point. Because, uh, Switch, yeah, Switch Pro, Switch OLED. So I was like 0.25 of a point and a half point. For, so I like 0.75 out of 5. Nice. Um, I'm rocking it, man. That's what I did for 2021. So hopefully you don't come here for uh, for our predictions and actually uh, expect anything to happen. Um, Greg, did you do any better? No, I actually <laughs> managed to do worse, even though Barry's worse still than under 0. 0.75. <laughs> yeah, I would... I would I put myself at about 0.25 because, like, again, like, I had the Switch Pro, like, announcement stuff, but, I, like, I gave it, like, a 
quarter point for OLED because it's not quite the pro. I was kind of more thinking it would be closer to like the new 3ds XL or whatever, at least gets like a spec boost and not just like a fancier screen kind of update. So that's had a, that was the, were the only place where I got any sort of credit. So like the second one, I was thinking they were going to do fire emblem echoes game. Um, obviously got absolutely nothing there. I mean, I know like the, we got like the localization of the um, first one, like very briefly over the winter time, but I, don't even want to count that because it's <laughs> i was the echoes is kind of an actual series that they wanted to like remaster like remake the older games and bring them here to the west um and then i also had like oh we'd be getting some nice uh, zelda 35 stuff and pretty much we got like absolutely nothing <laughs> we got like the game and watch and that was and like skyward sword and that was about it so i was thinking that we'd get some sort of either wind waker and twilight princess hd brought over to switch or some sort of collection pack with the oracle games being like remade using like that Link's awakening engine or something nope none of that obviously happened and then i even had like oh maybe even breath of the wild 2 will be out over the holiday nope not even that so (laughs) all that was basically just shut down disappointment um number four was i was kind of reaching thinking like they would actually do something to celebrate donkey kong's anniversary nope they didn't really even want to acknowledge that he has an anniversary either so um big nothing there and then finally i was really grabbing at straws and like oh maybe they'll actually talk about pikmin 4 with the success of 3 deluxe and all that stuff we saw going on nope not <laughs> radio silence on pikmin so that's what i was saying i get like 0.25 points and Again, I wouldn't buy any lotto tickets based on like a track record. From wow, Greg, you make year. me feel good. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was going to have the worst. Yeah, well, here's a crazy thing. I actually went what I thought were safe predictions last year. I remember actually talking about it and like, hey, I'm going to go safe this year. I'm going to try to get as many as I could. I still think I ended up with about the same score as you guys. Um, so uh, yeah, I talked about a Switch Pro uh, that would happen. 2021 um, as an enhanced version of existing hardware. So you guys are giving yourself a quarter of a point for OLED. I think it kind of, uh, I did specifically say Switch Pro though, um, but I did say it was enhanced. So, you know, we got a slightly enhanced one, uh, better screen, you know, that kind of works because I need points. Um, my, my second prediction, we will not find out if I actually got it correct until the end of this year, because I did say that uh, Breath of the Wild 2 would not come out last year, but it would come out this holiday season in 2022. So at the end of this year, we'll find out if that prediction was fully correct. So it's it's kind of there so far, but uh, we'll we'll know if, if it actually is fully correct. Um, Nintendo will buy at least one or t- uh, one more second or third party studio. Well, uh, moving on, uh, and uh, this one's fun. Yeah, this one I completely got wrong. I said that GBA games would be coming to Nintendo Online, but not 64. Specifically (laughs) said not 64, but only GBA. And we got 64, but no GBA. So that was fun. Um, And I also said new Star Fox game. That was really just what I was hoping for, and uh, of course that didn't happen either. So... Yeah, I, I got uh, a quarter of a point, maybe a full point, but we have to wait on that one. So not so good, even with safe predictions this year. 
uh, last year. So yeah. So (laughs) with, with our track record, let's, let's see what we got for the, for 2022. Um, let's turn it around. I will say that I kind of, I decided to kind of go for it this year, um, because I was being safe last year and just messed that up. So I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of going for it a little bit more and I'm being a little more bold this year. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so, uh, similar to our game of the year episode, uh, which kind of one, one at a time, go through, uh, one, one prediction at a time. And, uh, we'll eventually go through all five, uh, of each of our predictions. Um, but let's start with, uh, we'll go Barry, Greg, and then me, uh, through the whole, through the whole list. And so, uh, yeah, we'll start with you, Barry. What's your first prediction? Number one, I said, we will not see any console revisions this year outside of game variants like uh, Zelda Switch or uh, Mario Switch or something like that. I do not think we will see anything. I know some people are still like, oh, the Switch Pro is still coming or the Switch 2 where there's going to be some kind of surprise. I don't think we're going to see anything. I think this year it's nothing. Mm. All right. So that's. That's a different prediction than we've had in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the opposite way safe. this time. Yeah. See, see, it's reverse psychology. I want to mm. be wrong. Mm. So that's why. Uh, see? Uh, thank yeah. you. The goal is to get zero next year. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep the right. trend going. So nothing at all. Okay. Okay. Greg, how about you? Um, well, I'm pretty much kind of doubling down what I did last year, but saying it's going to happen this year, and that's going to be Breath of the Wild for Holiday 2022. Okay. So. Steve will get a point, and I will also get a point for maintaining that uh, if that actually happens. Nice, nice. Well, so here's the here's my predicament. I have I have predictions that that fall into line with both of yours, and I'm trying to figure out which one do I pick first. Um, I uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna connect with Barry first. Um, I also said that no Switch Pro, no Switch Two this year at all. Like it's just, it's not happening. I think it's, uh, it's interesting. We we've not seen it yet. I just don't think it's going to happen, especially with all the the shortages and of chips and things like that. I think, uh, I think we're not going to see it at all. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing in 2022, as much as I'd like to see it, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, do let us know, uh, as I'm, I'm looking at the chat right now. Um, if you make a prediction, if you can, uh, help us find it really easily, just put prediction at the beginning of what you say in the chat. That way it's easier, easy for us to find them when it comes to that time. So when you make a prediction, just like prediction hyphen or prediction colon or something like that, that way it's easiest for us to find when it comes to that point. So, uh, all right. So we've got one prediction. Let's move on to uh second prediction all right go for it, i'm gonna i'm gonna go against uh greg here so one of us is gonna be right cool i say breath of the wild 2 will not release in 2022 we will get a new trailer and a proper name for it other than sequel to breath of the wild however to keep with the one zelda game a year we're gonna get the wii u ports finally hopefully both but knowing nintendo it may only give us one but I will say Bre- sequel to Breath of the Wild. We'll get the name. We'll get a big trailer. We'll get something at E3 probably. Um, but it will not come out in 2022 for whatever reason. A new console maybe in 2023 or some kind of delay. I hope I'm wrong. I hope All Greg's right. right on this. But that's my prediction. All right. Greg, how about you? At least somebody's getting points this time around. <laughs> yeah, someone's <laughs> going to get some points. <laughs> um, I know there was been... I still really feel like we need some information on Metroid Prime 4, so I at least thought we would get some sort of update. I'm not trying to go big and bold and saying it's coming this year or coming next year. I just think that we'll actually get 
some sort of additional information on it, whether it's like a actual final, like actual like pause screen graphic, or maybe an actual initial trailer, um, some sort of um, update on Metroid Prime Four thing that was the safest way to include that in this list. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, ah, yet again, I'm torn. I have, I have predictions that connect with both of you. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with the breath of the wild one. Um, I'm, I'm doubling down on my last year's one. I, so if it happens this year, I get two points, one for last year and one for this year. Um, it is definitely coming this holiday. Um, I think it's been put off too long. It's happening this holiday, 2022, even though, a lot of us probably thought that it was going to happen with the new console. I think they're just going to push it ahead because uh, they need some something big this holiday season, um, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be Breath of the Wild too. So I think all those things that Barry said, and we'll actually get it. So Greg and I, we're going to get a point this year. That's what I'm hoping for. All right. <laughs> Barry goes down one point, and we each go up one point. <laughs> there we go. I, hey, everybody I, wins. I, I want to be wrong on that, what, but you know, I'm trying to go the other way. So I'm going to go off uh, Greg here. Um, we'll finally see more info on Metroid Prime 4, but like Breath of the Wild 2, it will not release this year. Due to the popularity of Metroid Dread, however, we will see something Metroid, most likely the Prime Trilogy, but maybe another remake or a port of an older game. But I do not think Metroid Prime 4 will come out this year. All right. All right. I've been seeing a lot of buzz for um, Mario, so I'm actually thinking that we'll get like a new Mario game in 2022. It could be like a new Super Mario Brothers Switch. It could be a Mario Odyssey 2. Um, I'm leaving the doors open for like a platforming type of Mario game, not like a sport, specifically calling out, not like a, a sports game as a part of this one. So I'm thinking that Mario will have like a new venture to go after Bowser and rescue his famous uh, Princess Peach again. Nice. Okay. Okay. That would be exciting. I think we need we need some more Mario. I'd I'd be happy with an Odyssey sequel. But uh, you know, I'd, I'd be happy just in general. More Mario is always a good thing. Um all right. Uh this time I'm gonna agree with Barry. No Metroid Prime 4 this year. I think it's not gonna happen. Um I think we're gonna that's why I think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be pushed. That'll be the big holiday season. I think Metroid Prime 4, I am going to say, I think next year. I I think it's a safe bet. I hope next year because it's been too long already. Um, but I think I think Metroid Prime 4, uh, as an addendum, kind of a side thing, hopefully maybe they do release the Prime Trilogy um, to, to hold us over. But that's more of a hope, not an actual prediction. Um, the prediction is that yeah, the Prime 4 will not happen this year. Um, again, like Barry, I hope that I'm wrong, but uh, probably going to be right. That's uh, no Prime 4 this year. <laughs> All right. And number four, I'm going to, again, follow Greg here. I think there will be a new mainline Mario title this year, however. So I, no Breath of the Wild 2, no Metro Prime 4, but I do think a new mainline Mario title. That most likely will be an Odyssey sequel, but it could also be a new Super Mario uh, or a brand new style, something like uh, Bowser's Fury. Um, but I do think we'll see something new it's been long enough um for another mario title and i think that might be the big holiday title but i'm not predicting when in the year it's coming just summertime all right cool and even 
even kind of expanding on um, Mario, I did have a second part um, prediction, and actually will think that Mario Kart 9 will actually become real this year. So I have that separated completely from the Mario Adventure game. I think it's time to see Mario Kart 9. I've been hearing and listening to a number of buzz, thinking that it's coming out like this year, and I don't know if I want to be bold enough to say it will come this year, but I'd like to at least say that at the very least, I would get some sort of information or trailer or tentative like release schedule for window for next year if it's not this year at all. So I was thinking that Mario Kart 9 will be real and Steve's formal website will be legit again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't, do I still own that? I really don't know. No, I thought they reclaimed that from you. From Oh, that's true. Nintendo got it back from me. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, that's why I don't remember seeing it on my URL list. Um, don't want to be so bold to claim. Not gonna. Not sure if it's gonna happen this year, huh? Even with all those the the rumors and the leaks and all that stuff recently, huh? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've always predicted Fire Emblem because there's a lot of leaks on that and nothing. We haven't radio silence, so I don't know if I should follow that same kind of path. I think that's why there could be something like in the january direct or whatever that you normally get but i don't know if i want to be super firm and say like yes it'll be this year because if it's breath of the wild 2 and a mario title that would be kind of like overkill for a lot of games this year like really overpowering series all at the same time frame yeah yeah that is an unfortunate thing we have to sometimes think about when you have that many good franchises you have to space them out if you're like business wise, um, which is really unfortunate because it'd be great to get the new Mario, Zelda, Ma- Metroid, Mario Kart and Donkey Kong, Star Fox all in the same year. It'd be great, um, but it ain't ever going to happen. Uh, so. uh, all right. Uh, moving on to my number four. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I really I really think it's going to happen, guys. Um, GBA games are going to come to the Nintendo Switch online <laughs> this year. We're not it's going to happen. <laughs> but I'm not going to put a butt on this one. I was going to say but not GameCube, but who knows? Like, it's probably going to happen. They're going to probably stick Game Point, GameCube on there I, before they I, do I GBA. I want you to say they're going to put Game Boy Advance games and they're going to remove the N64. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they need to. <laughs> Uh, but that's another topic for another day. But, uh, yeah, I would also like really love to see because they put Sega on there, like Genesis games on there. I would love to see like what other franchise or what other consoles could come. Like, could we see like Atari 2600 games on there or something like that? I mean, I know there's collections of them already. Um, but that could be cool too, but I'm not, I'm gonna hold GBA. Um, but, uh, I am excited about the possibilities that Genesis brings, like, could we see other consoles down the line too? But my prediction is GBA. Dave seems upset that you keep wanting GBA over Game Boy. <laughs> well, I'm going to kind of, I'll, I'll lump it in together. I think, you know, it's only because we saw like GBA games like on three, 3ds and stuff like that too. So I think, I think they'll just go there. Like it'd be great to see Game Boy, but I think they'd, they'd rather put the, the colorized versions and stuff like that. No. My last one, I'm going to kind of repeat uh, one from last year in hopes, 
hopes I'm right, is that we will finally see something from Monolith Soft. Well, hopefully, be Xenoblade Three, um, maybe a Xenoblade X port, and not retro. Um, I, ideally, both. Yeah, usually I said retro, but but retro is doing Metro Prime Four. So I did say, well, you know, I predict we'll see something. But I like to see, you know, Xenoblade has turned around. Uh, Nintendo has finally realized it's an amazing series, and they have faith in it. Uh, I do think a Xeno export is on the way. I do think Xeno... In fact, I know Xeno 3 is in the works because I pretty much stated, pay attention to Future Connected because it's going to lead into the next series or next next game. But I do think we're going to see one or both of the games this year. I'm not going to say either of them are going to release. I hope they do, but we're at least going to see one or both of those. Okay. Something from Monolith Soft, actually. Anything from Monolith Soft, as long as that's it. My hope is Xeno 3 or Xeno Export, but we will see something from Monolith Soft this year. Nice. Remake of X. That could be. <laughs> and then I'm going for uh, triple or nothing here because this is a 2020 prediction, 2021 prediction. Time to bring it to 2022. Fire Emblem Echoes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to see. say. <laughs> Refer to previous podcast. We <laughs> got nice. an annual prediction now It's because it's – I really like. I've heard like all sorts of stuff that they're going to do another Echoes game. It's going to either be whatever Binding Blade, could be Genealogy, of the Holy War, could even be like <laughs> Radiant Dawn or like Path of Radiance or whatever. I, I really think that they're looking into doing another one, especially with the success of Three Houses, and obviously that's even been like three or four years now since that one. So it's kind of makes sense to have another like Fire Emblem game on Switch. I remember when Project Triangle Strategy was first shown off. Right when it started, I immediately went into our Discord and I was like, "Greg, Fire Emblem Echoes! Like it's finally happening!" And I'm like, "Oh wait, no, wrong," because <laughs> I knew you wanted it so badly. Yep, I can't wait for that game either. It's on my list to order soon because it's coming out just in a few months. But nice, definitely nice. looking forward to f- official Fire Emblem as well. So it's all right, cool. Uh, I I'm gonna pull one that uh, that we have predicted in the past. I don't think I have predicted in the past, but uh, I'm pretty sure I know Barry has and maybe Greg has as well. Um, I think we're gonna see a surprise franchise renewal oh. this year, um, <laughs> re- revival uh, of something old, something from the past, um, something we most people have forgotten about. Um, and so, like that's a kind of vague uh, uh, thing for it, but not. You know, not not a new Mario, not not Pikmin. They're, they're working on those kind of games. It's something that I'd say most people are like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that game. We haven't seen anything for a number of years uh, in the, in that uh, that IP. So I think we kind of uh, did last year with Cruise and Blast. That's true. Yeah, I didn't predict it last year though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great it if I did. Being like a Nintendo IP, or is it just being like any IP that's been I, on Nintendo? You know, I think Nintendo is going to be the one that does it. Um, that they initiate it. Uh, so it, it may be their IP or maybe something they are playing a big role in, in renewing um, someone else's. But I think they're going to be the ones that kind of push it. They're publishing it, that kind of thing. Okay. Nintendo so bringing out the new Halo. One last uh, clarification. Is Kid Icarus considered dead or is that still kind I, of I would consider Kid that? Icarus to, to kind of fall in yeah. that, yeah, because we haven't seen it in, in a long time. like 2010? Yeah. Like it's yeah, it's been over ten years. It's been um, over ten years. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's only like a previous council, so it's like <laughs> that's doesn't matter. That's true, years. but yeah. <laughs> I meant like the like immediately um, previous uh, 
successor. Yeah, Dave also needed, said uh, Emicom Detective Club. That's another one that came back last year. That is true. Yeah. So some something like that. We're going <laughs> to see something. And like, I, I've got, you know, a couple ideas. I'd love to I'd love to see a new punch out. For instance, like uh, I think it'd be great to kind of bring yeah. Punch Out back. Um, a new Kid Icarus would be kind of kind of cool as well. Um, but uh, yeah, something something from the past that they have not touched in, in a long time. Absolutely, Star Tropics would be fantastic, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, Jakester is gonna gonna want his mother games as well. That'd be awesome to see a brand new one in the franchise. That'd be fantastic as well. So some something like that, we're like really surprised to, to see it coming. So. So those are our predictions. Uh, let's let's go through the chat real quick and see uh, what you guys have been saying in terms of your predictions. Um, and uh, if you, Greg and Barry, if you guys can gotta be looking through too, if I yep. miss any, yep. feel free to uh, let me know. Um, looks like Logan uh, said that uh, Steam Deck uh, has a rough start, uh, but is solid by the end of the year as Proton adds more game compatibility. And then his second one is Switch will get the. Uh, ff pixel remasters is that final fantasy final fantasy. fantasy okay i was i was assuming that's what it was but i wasn't sure um and then that's all i can think of uh let's see looking through the rest of those uh, dave has a bunch dave's got a bunch all right let's oh there they are dave says uh breath of the wild sequel is not releasing this year so so, so far we're, uh, Dave, Dave's on the Nintendo Fuse team. So, and so far we're half and half, um, 50, 50, if we get that one right. Um, and then Logan has, uh, oh, he was just referring to his last ones. Um, Dave also said that we're going to get Wind Waker on Switch, but it will be the original GameCube version of, uh, the game because Nintendo that's, that's all. <laughs> Uh, also that, uh, DK 94 will get a remake of some type of, uh, on re of, or some type of re-release on Nintendo switch. Um, the game boy game specifically, he says, um, okay. That's what DK 94 is. Oh, DK 94 as in on game boy. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And then uh, Jakester says we could see the return of Mario versus Donkey Kong or the mini Mario series. That would be exciting. That was a series that I really enjoyed. I didn't realize how much I would enjoy that that series. Um, did you guys play it much? No, not, not I, after 60 or 94. I really loved all those series until like the I never got the one on. Wii U and 3DS, but I think like all the other ones before that I really enjoyed playing. Okay. Uh, Dave also said we'll get a remake of Fire Emblem Genealogy uh, or Holy uh, of the Holy Warrior. So that'd make double points. Greg really excited. <laughs> uh, let's see. Dave also said an obscure Nintendo IP will return. So we're we're thinking the same, Dave. Some, yeah, it'd be even, I, I love that part. I, I wouldn't be surprised by it, but I also wanted to be obscure. I wanted to like, what in the world is this thing that they brought it back? Um, like the, the ones they brought back last year was kind of like really caught people off guard. That's, that's awesome. Um, and then let's see any others like Famicom detective club. He actually referred to it later. Um, any other predictions? Jesse says premium edition games publishes the highest quality releases of all the limited publishers. What? That, that's already coming true. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I say that's already going to happen. A, that's a safe one. <laughs> you win. He's safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> He's in cahoots with Barry. Let's get him. 
And then uh, hey, Rod, yeah. had a meeting earlier before this podcast. Can't mm-hmm. say anything else. Uh, any scoops? Uh, no. Uh, let's see. Rocky says, uh, I think that another Game & Watch handheld will be released at some point. That's that's a... I, I would bet that is going to be the case as well. I think they're probably not going to stop at Mario and Zelda. I don't know what else they would release. Um, Kirby. But something. Yeah, so I Kirby? saw some prediction of Kirby. Yeah, I think it would be Kirby with Kirby's anniversary. They're already trying to talk that up for this year. That would make sense. And they seem they seem to actually do Kirby's anniversary on like uh, you know Legend of Zelda. It's <laughs> true. Well, they could put five Game Boy games and then Kirby's Adventure and call it a six and one, and it would all work on the G, you know yeah on the Game Watch. Right. I mean that original Kirby game has been released for like every console since, so it makes sense to put it on Game and Watch. Oh. Um. Yeah. What what Game and Watch game would they switch over to to have Kirby star in? That's what I want to know. Ball would be the. Uh, I think they did ball, but it would be that would be the ball. obvious. But no, <laughs> they never go with the obvious. <laughs> they put him in um, parachute. <laughs> that could work as well. I, I was thinking uh, Mario, Mario Brothers, <laughs> like a Wrecking Crew, yeah. or whatever, something like that. Just completely change it up. Um, yeah, Mario uh, Cement Factory. There you go. Um, so yeah, uh, maybe we'll get that. Uh, we're going to talk about more Kirby in just a little bit. Uh, and actually we, we talk about it right now. Um, as you guys, uh, look forward to 2022 beyond, uh, our predictions, what games are you guys excited to play this year? Like what, what are the ones that we know that are coming out beyond our, you know, our predictions and stuff like that. But, uh, there's a number of different games that are, we know for sure that are at least as of right now that are set with the 2022, uh, release date. Um, which ones are you excited to, to check out this year? Um, no matter what, like this, this is definitely going to be a game I'm going to be playing. Um, Barry, any come to mind? Uh, Pokemon legends. Arceus is one. Uh, Strangers of Fantasy, Final Fantasy Origin is another. A Bayonetta 3 is another. Um, let's see. Those are like the big ones. Final Fantasy 16, if it came out, would be fantastic. Uh, Trails of Zero, of course, and any of the, the other ones coming out. They get the Crossbell games going on. Uh, those are like the big, big ones. I'm sure there's some obvious ones. People like, oh, oh Kirby, duh. We were just talking mm-hmm. about Kirby. Um, that's, you know, I don't have a list. I didn't do a list this time, but I'm just going off the top of my head. Sure. But those ones for sure. And uh, and I'm sure there'll be more if they do come out. Cool. Cool. Greg, how about you? Yeah, I also didn't make a list, but I was able to quickly open up uh, Nintendo's <laughs> uh, coming soon list for 2022. So I was able to get an actual list like, to read off so um splatoon 3 me and bell have absolutely loved uh, the splatoon 2 together so i'm definitely looking forward to the next one um the advanced wars i've never played those and i've heard they're very good things about those and how they're very emblem fire emblem-esque but with like tanks and planes and stuff so i was definitely try- um definitely excited to check out advanced wars one plus two reboot camp um triangle strategy i've already mentioned previous previously on the podcast that Really excited to see another um, game similar to Fire Emblem that will actually be upcoming this year. Um, and then uh, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, I'm hoping to be excited about. I was just saying how I was playing the first one at the very beginning of the podcast. And then um, I guess if Hollow Knight Silk Song comes out this year, I mean, I know it was, it was supposed to come out last year, but if it comes out this year, I'll be excited to play it. If 
not, then I'll still look forward to it when it does come out. Cool. Cool. Um, <laughs> I was just looking back at the the chat. I missed this. Uh, Jesse said, bring back gumshoe. Yes. That's all I want. Yes, absolutely. We need to bring get back Gumshoe. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys have mentioned uh, Pokemon Legends. I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, I, I'm excited to see where they're going with this with this franchise. Um, I, it's interesting to hear a lot of people are not so excited about how it looks and different things like that. But I, I, I really couldn't care less about that sort of thing. I'm really excited about the the direction they're going with Pokemon with this and trying out some new stuff. Um, so that's exciting to me. Um, Bayonetta 3, I'm finally, I think I'm just excited to finally see it um, actually come out. I, I may or may not play it, but I'm just like excited for it to finally be a thing. Um, Splatoon 3, I'm still on the fence about. Um, I, I don't, I, I would rather them just update Splatoon 2, but I, I get it. Um, so I don't know, kind of on the fence about another game but uh jakester agrees with me he's never been excited about a kirby game before me either but i am excited about kirby in the forgotten land uh that game looks fantastic and like it was the last i I don't remember the last time when i looked at the comments on youtube for a nintendo video and consistently saw incredibly positive comments one after another just so many people that were also really excited about this game so um that one uh teenage mutant ninja turtles uh shredder's revenge i'm pretty excited about that one also marvel midnight suns uh and star wars hunters um are all set to supposedly come out this year so those are ones that i'm excited about as well um looking at the chat uh dave's excited about pac-man museum plus um and uh let's see jakester like i said is excited about kirby um did dave also say kirby as well yeah, right above yeah. that. He's I feel like, Kirby. yeah, so many people are saying Kirby. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Um, let's see. Jakester's also excited about both Triangle Strategy and Mario and Rabbids and Advanced Wars. And oh, yeah. uh, also David excited about Sifu. Amori uh, whenever that comes out. And oh, Dave's excited about Sifu. Tell me about Sifu. I forgot about that game. I forget that that was a weird like if I remember it was like a kung fu kind of indie title I could be wrong but okay hmm. Dave tell us a little more about it in the chat so you can remind us what this game is all about because I remember hearing about it but that's all I remember is the name um, Logan's also excited about the new Pokemon Kirby Project Triangle Strategy for Switch and then also Weird West and Dune uh, Spice Wars on PC and Sea of Stars. Uh, Jesse says Pocky and Rocky. Uh, excited about that one. And also Sea of Stars for sure. Yeah, sea of Stars looks good. That's cool. I need, a, I need to look into that because I, I, again, it's another game that like, I know the, the name of it, but I really haven't seen much about it. So, so cool. Well, uh, let's let's move on and hit some quick headlines. Um, honestly, each of these uh, headlines could be their own story uh, in and of itself, but uh, we're kind of going long tonight, so we want to make sure that we uh, hit this really, really quick um, and make sure that you guys do know some of the stuff's going on uh, in the world of Nintendo, uh, not the store, the you know, just the anyway. Um, and uh, uh, check out NintendoFuse.com for the all these stories. Uh, Dave's over there writing up like crazy um, about uh, all these stories. Uh, and speaking of Dave, said he he said it's a kung fu beat 'em up game, and every time you die, you age. Um, and uh, I also said that too. You come back being older after you die, which is 
that is kind of crazy. Um, so Jakester's like, what? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm there with you. What? That sounds crazy. So I'm gonna have to look into that. It almost looks like a, a spin on um, that zombie U game for Wii U because like when you died, you oh, became a zombie, yeah. and then you had to track yourself down. So it almost kind of sounds like they have another way to like punish a player for dying. It sounds like an interesting mechanic. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see through these headlines and uh, talk about some of the like these uh, big stuff that's uh, coming out over the, or came out over the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, and I think uh, Greg, you want to tell us about the first one? Yep. Um, so definitely won't have plenty of time to run through every single game listed. You can obviously go to the full list on our site, NintendoFuse.com. But we had a indie showcase on december 15th so then we have like a full roundup of all the games that are coming out so there's um sea of stars um alicia the oblivion of the twin goddesses arriving in spring 2022 endling extinction is forever spring 2022 figment 2 steve already kind of briefly talked about that earlier this podcast ali ali world arriving february 8th 2022 after love ep summer 2022 Locomotive arriving summer 2022. River City Girls 2 arriving summer 2022. Dungeon Munchies, it's available now. Let's Play Oink Games, it's also available now. Amori arriving in spring 2022. Chikori Colorful Tale, it's available now. Time Lie, available now. Don't Starve Together arriving spring 2022. And then the usual montage of uh, few games at the end so you can check out the full details of all the games i just read off and also the full showcase on our site tendofuse.com uh, another thing that happened right after our last podcast was the game of the awards 2021 where nintendo was up for seven awards seven awards including a game of the year and at the end of the day despite having seven nominations including one category which was best family and they own that category, save one game. They lost it, and the only award they wound up taking was Metroid Dread took home Best Action Adventure. Uh, the only one from Nintendo for the year, so a little disappointing. But uh, congratulations to the team over at Mercury Steam for Metroid Dread. We were just uh, doing some discussion on um, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, so they have some new trailer and some new information regarding the game so you can also see that on nintendofuse.com but pretty much the new trailer reveals some new um, abilities that kirby will be able to use in the new game including the drill and ranger ability Um, there will also be a co-op mode to have a second player join in as a a bandana waddle d so um, there's also some new information regarding like the waddle d town the central hub and it's more of like a I'd say the town develops as more uh, wildies are rescued as you progress through the game. And there's also some mini games that can unlock, which includes the Wild D Cafe, where Kirby has to quickly prepare customers' orders to keep them satisfied for a high score. So keep uh, stay tuned for March till March 25th for Kirby and the Forgotten Land, releasing on Switch. Speaking of trailers, Nintendo and Game Freak also released a Pokemon Legends Arceus gameplay trailer. It's a 13-minute trailer. It's like a preview, pretty much. Uh, shows a bunch of uh, new stuff, moment-to-moment gameplay, uh, what, you're pl- what you can expect. Uh, remember, this is an ambitious, vast open world and set 100 years 
prior to Diamond and Pearl. Uh, this game very similar to you know Breath of the Wild, which uh, uh, Phoenix Risings, Mortal Phoenix Risings, and stuff like that. And that comes out later this month. Nice, nice. Yeah, so uh, quickly, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, any of these uh, stories that you want to kind of add extra comments on? Barry, any any thoughts about Indie World, Game Awards, or uh, Kirby, or appropriate Pokemon? <laughs> um, you know, the Indie World was good. It was a surprise. I really wasn't expecting an Indie World. Uh, Figment 2 is one that caught me by surprise. I uh, hadn't heard of Figment 1. Uh, River City Girls 2 looked great. I love the River City games. Sea of Stars, like we've been already talking about. Uh, those ones really, you know, got to me, uh, the most I'd say from there, uh, game awards were a little disappointing. I wish Nintendo took home a little more. Um, and, uh, you know, it would have been a nice to see a few more surprises that uh, Nintendo didn't show off anything at the game awards. So it was kind of a little dry and I don't really need to see more Kirby or Pokemon. I know I'm going to get them. I know I'm going to try them. Uh, I'm hoping they're both great. Uh, I guess we're going to find out. Nice. Yeah. Greg, anything, uh, any further thoughts from you? Pretty much the indie world is something else I kind of forgot and never even watched it to begin with because it was just a really busy holiday season. And so pretty much <laughs> was like, wait a minute, there was a, a technically a Nintendo Direct and I haven't seen it yet. So that'll be something I'll be definitely doing before the next podcast along with the East Asia Soft uh, thing. So as Barry said, it would be nice if Nintendo had more take-home wins for um the game awards i mean kind of surprised that dread didn't get game of the year but i guess you it's pretty hard for nintendo to even win that category it seems like these days anyway so um yeah i'm actually thinking i might be getting the kirby game because it's been sounding really really good and i've never really dove into kirby before and I'm really interested to start going back and playing through the older games and checking out this new one at some point this year. I think that was going to be a homework assignment I give myself for this year. Yeah. 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 I'm with you guys on, on Kirby for sure. Um, yeah, I said this earlier, but yeah, never been excited about a Kirby game, but this one looks really great. Um, kind of on the fence about, uh, about Pokemon. It's cool to see more, uh, from it as well. Um, yeah, I wish, always wish Nintendo could run away with more uh, awards, the Game Awards, but, you know, um, it, it's just not their thing. Um, and uh, kind of seems like things are, you know, happening in certain ways. I'm not going to be a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, it seems like certain people <laughs> might be paid off. But um, anyway. Uh, it's so funny but, to hear you both, like, we never interested in Kirby games. And I can distinctly remember getting Kirby's Dreamland and being mm. excited for it and seeing the commercial. And, really? and I've gotten every Kirby game since and I've always loved Kirby. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of people that do fall in that category. It just was never my thing at all. Like I I enjoy what I play, but it's never something like I really enjoy it and have to play every game. Um, they're always fun, but that's it. So. Yeah, I just usually pass, have passed on most of the Kirby games. I mean, I played the NES one on either Virtual Console, like when I think it was was that one of the ones that was like thirty cents on Wii U. But um, I think so. yeah, I, think so. I did play that one and i do remember liking it just not like oh my gosh like i need to go pick out the nes cartridge like it but and then i've heard really good things about the other ones like the original game boy one i think was on 3ds i might have gotten at one point possibly mm -hmm. too but um kirby's just been one of those series i just never really dove too deep into and it's one of the things i want to correct as i've never really was into pokemon was never really into animal crossing and all that's kind of switched completely on its head so kirby is 
now on the list to tackle down. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Indie World kind of caught us all off. I think we didn't, you know, we'd ever really expect a whole lot of news to happen, you know, during our holiday break. And all of a sudden, like, Nintendo drops this whole Indie World thing. And we're like, oh, man, like, this stuff's worthy to talk about. But, uh, yeah, it's going to have to wait a little bit. So, yeah, lots of great stuff there. I need to go back to it um, because it has been a while. And I and I kind of forgot um, some of these games uh, that they showed off. But that's that's where I heard heard about like barry said uh heard about figment 2 and didn't realize figment 1 was a thing um i i i I think figment 2 at least from what they showed off at indie world is going to be a whole lot better than figment 1 figment 1 is like from my gameplay so far it's it's okay figment 2 looks a lot better because i think they're going to incorporate music a little bit more into the game i wish they did that with one because there's like parts of it they're like oh that's some really cool music and it's done it's over with um but i think they're gonna actually build that into the the game a little more this time so i'm excited about that so all right cool well um before we jump into our last segment of uh what games we're looking forward to playing over the next couple weeks we're just going to remind you all once again to if you haven't done so yet please join us on social media if you haven't done so uh at at nintendo fuse on twitter instagram and facebook and also join us in our discord uh of course the link is on the screen and also in the show notes uh the youtube description all that stuff we'd love to have you join us in our discord and uh, continue this conversation in between episodes um, and all that stuff. Uh, if you have not done so yet, please hit the subscribe button, the share button, the like button, all those different things that helps us. Um, but it also helps others to find the podcast um, and uh, to continue to grow this this awesome community that we have here with you guys. Um, so thanks for for doing all those things, hitting those buttons and leaving positive reviews, comments, all those different things. Uh, that's a huge, uh, huge help. So um, thank you so much for also for everybody to join us in the live chat tonight. Um, we had a lot of a lot of action over there, which is really awesome. Um, if you've never joined us uh, for a live show, um, be sure to do that every other Monday at uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. We'd love to uh, have you there. And uh, we stream live on YouTube and Twitch. Um, but uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into this last segment before we wrap up and talk about uh, games that we are excited to uh, maybe check out or play over the next couple weeks. And uh, this this would include, you know, games that maybe we haven't uh, got a chance to play just yet, or maybe they're uh, games that are actually going to be coming out um, brand new over the next couple of weeks. Um, so I'm going to kind of be scrolling uh, through the list here uh, on Nintendo's website um, as you guys talk about these and everything, but uh, just kind of give you guys a visual of what's coming out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but uh, Barry, what are, you, what are you excited to be playing um, before we we talk next on the podcast on uh january 31st uh so i got two games to uh to play for review um breakneck city and uh demonica from east asia soft so i'm gonna try and get through those before pokemon legends arceus comes out that's my goal while still doing animal crossing while still doing pokemon unite and while still doing final fantasy 14 should i get any time before pokemon comes out um, my goal is to finally go back and play Rampa S, uh, which I was planning on playing in December, but Final Fantasy XIV pretty much said, forget about playing any other games. You're only playing me. And it was totally right. Um, so uh, that's my goal. Uh, if I don't get to do it before Pokemon comes out, then I plan to do Rampa S after 
uh, I finish or I decide, you know, I'm done with Pokemon. Uh, still have SMT5 to go back to. I don't know if at this point if I'm going to be able to go back to it because there's just too many games coming out, uh, you know, that I want to play and then too many games for review and too many games for, for stuff for premium. So playing a lot of games, which is a total first row problem. Boo-hoo me, I know, but, you know, it's it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Absolutely. Greg, how about you? Yeah, I think just getting that overload of plenty of new games that like both me and my daughter have to play, I don't think I'll be checking any of these out immediately. But, I mean, I usually do like to look into games like possibly like Vivid Night because usually games that have, like, knights and stuff have been pretty good, like Cathedral and some other ones that have made my previous uh, game of the year list. So I think there was like that one. And also um, like a, let's see, what was it? Oh, hammer kit or something that kind of possibly interesting. So I might end up at least taking a look at those to see if there's something just to, like mark to purchase later down the road, but that's probably what I'll be playing the next few weeks. Nice. I just saw right the day before um, Pokemon comes out, Gumball Chronicles, uh, Illuminous Avenger IX2 comes out. That is an amazing series, the Gunball games. If you've never played them, uh, Mega Man X uh, style done by the team that did the ZX and the Zero games. Uh, fantastic. Uh, that's that's a game I, I do plan to play and then plan to enjoy. And Life is Strange comes out right after I see that too. So you, you got to do that, Steve. You got to go mm-hmm. for the Master Collection. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely got me excited. I I am I was not I mean, I I heard good things about it, but it wasn't one of those series that I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to be playing, you know, as many as I can." Um, but after trying True Colors for a while, um, sinking several hours uh into it, I definitely I'm um, looking forward to checking out the the rest of the games in the series as well. Um, yeah. And so February, I mean, it may not be a game that I get right as soon as it comes out, but I will eventually be playing those games for sure. Um, I want to finish true colors first. Um, yeah. if, if square actually allows me to do that without <laughs> restarting it. But. Life is strange. One especially has one of those endings where it pretty much puts you in two camp, which, which did you choose? And it's, it's literally so there's two options in that one. Two well, there's two options at the very end of the game, okay. and and it's like puts you in two camps. It's like it's like a cultural thing. Like, did you choose A or did you choose B? Mm. And the key is, is there's no right answer. Mm. It's all yes. philosophical, and it's interesting to see. It's it's an experience. Like I say, before the storm supplements it. It's it's a prequel, but it, it adds to the story. I think it betters. Life is Strange one story, and I wish I had played it before Life is Strange mm-hmm. uh, to get a bigger grasp of the characters. But and then this remastered collection is perfect because you're getting both of them. Yeah, um, yeah I, I envy people who get to play it for the first time. And so Life is Strange, do one and two connect? They loosely connect. They loosely all connect. True Colors do. They all take place oh, okay. in the same world, the same universe. Okay. And in fact, one of the characters you see in True Colors, you first see her in Before the Storm. Oh, so, okay. so she she winds up moving from Washington to or Oregon actually. I think it's Oregon to uh, Colorado. Sarah. Not Sarah. 
Oh, okay. Because you Stephanie. can also play her story. Or Stephanie. Sorry. Yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie. Yeah. Because you can play her story. It's DLC in two colors. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. very good. Okay. Wavelengths is very good. But you see her. She is, And she does talk about her a little bit, especially in Wavelengths, her time at Arcadia Bay, uh, uh, which okay. is where the first game plays. But you see her in before the storm and, and she's a she's a character in that universe there yeah. so they're okay. all set take place in the same universe around the same time um so two two is a di- different cast of characters but they do go through the first game's town and they do wind up running into a major character from the first game as well okay. down the road and nice. again your choices on one affect what you see and who you who you talk to and the conversations that happen in two um oh. they also do in wavelengths they don't do it in true colors, but if you play wavelengths, it actually asks you at the beginning of the game, what was your choice at the end of one? Did you choose oh. A or B? Like it's that big of a thing that it carries into the other games. Okay. So if you but if you didn't play it Then you can you just pick. You oh, just, okay. just choose. Yeah. It, That's cool. It's, it's minor things. It's just world building. Yeah, because I didn't feel like I I, I was missing anything having not played the no. other games by True Colors. I was immediately within the first like three minutes of the game or 30 seconds of the game. I was totally in already. And True Colors is a, yeah. it's a separate standalone, just like two. You don't have to play them all. Before the Storm and, and One do 100% directly connect them, which is why okay. they're being released together. Gotcha. Cool. So, yeah, sorry, uh, we, we <laughs> talking more about it. We could probably do all, <laughs> once I get all these under, we, we should probably just talk about Life is Strange for a while. Uh, oh, yeah, it could be okay. like an entire uh, show. That, uh, all right, so, and, and Greg, you got to get into this. It's great. Um, I'm serious. Like all the things that Barry has said, now that I've actually played it, I, I 100% agree. It's great. So. <laughs> Lil, do you know I've already got like the page open? I've been looking over the details of this game. So. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Nice. Then uh, there's Captain Spirit too, which connects to two. That's that's a man, that that pulls your heartstrings, oh, man. man. Prepare to cry in these games. That's all I have to say. Yes. Like, <laughs> so- oh my gosh. Like <laughs> they're more emotional than I expected. I told my wife I was like, you need to like. I don't usually like. She likes. She liked watching me play uh, Breath of the Wild because um, she liked the storyline and everything that was going on. It was kind of fun for her to watch, but normally she doesn't watch me play video games. But I told her, I was like, you should watch me play Life is Strange because it's not, mm-hmm. it's 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 basically you're watching this kind of movie, animated movie kind of play out in front of you, but you get to have this full interaction a lot of times. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. My wife has played, well, like watched me and played it. Oh, well. I'm yeah. just kind of curious. Did you get to the part with the record store, not the record store, one of the, um, the flower shop owner, and you mm-hmm. had to make a choice at the end with with her. Mm-hmm. Did did you choose to tell or not tell? No, you didn't tell. I didn't. No, I also didn't tell because uh, I lived with somebody yeah. who had dementia. Yeah, and and it was such a hard thing for me. It hit me on such right. an emotional level. I'm like, oh my god, this is my life for years. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. so impactful. Yeah. Yeah. My like it. Yeah. It makes you think about so many other life situation things They're like because because usually there there is no right or wrong answer. There's no this. is These no. are a lot of times these are gray situations that you have to walk mm-hmm. through. And it's like, oh, man. So it's yeah, it's really interesting because I I've talked about it before. I love I love <laughs> choose your own adventure um movie or not movies uh i've never tried out one of those i knew they do have them (laughs) um but books like grown up and everything and and you do get to like i know you can like 
kind of go back and make different choices if you want to. You don't have to do it right away. You can reload from the last save point yeah. and stuff like that if you choose to. Or you can replay the whole game multiple times and choose different things mm-hmm. on purpose. Um, so that's it's just really exciting to me. I don't know. Um, so You'll like visual novels then. That's all I'm going to say. You'll love yeah. visual novels. Nice. Um, so anyway, before we turn this into a uh, Life is Strange podcast, uh, we'll go ahead <laughs> and, and wrap this up. Uh, but uh, yeah, Barry, anything that uh, you could be doing over the next couple of weeks beyond playing games? Any podcasts you're going to be on or different stuff that you want to talk about? Um, just we'll probably be recording a new Switch Mini playcast here. Uh, I know Jeff wanted to record one earlier today and I'm like, I just don't have the time. I got a finished letter. Um so probably we'll have one of that and uh, definitely say stay tuned uh, to premium stuff. We have a lot of things going on. Had a meeting just before this. We have more meetings lined up. We have some exciting stuff uh, in the works, um, but uh, no, no other guest spots at the moment. But I am working on, on lining up some stuff. Cool. Cool. Greg, uh, anything big happen in your world over the next couple of weeks? No, I don't think so um pretty much just we'll be trying to play through this uh greatly enhanced uh, backlog that i <laughs> have with my daughter over the last uh things um a game that she got for her birthday was pokemon snap and even that looks kind of fun i was watching her take a bunch of pictures of pokemon and she was all freaking out when she saw like score bunny and stuff mm-hmm. like that like in the first few levels so um i might even be jumping into that one to play soon to my do my own uh save file for it so nice Nice. Yeah, I'm uh, hoping to get back to uh, all these games that I have been playing and, and finish up a lot of them. Hopefully I've actually finished up uh, True Colors before next time if we get that patch uh, or if I get it into me to, to restart the whole game. Um, but uh, yeah, excited to uh, finish up um, Figment, Horatio Go Snowboarding, talk about that a little more later as well. Um, but that's it's kind of what I'm looking forward to is just playing some more of these games. So um, one last thing, if you have not followed us on uh, social media um, for each of us, you can do that as well. Um, we, uh, oh, wow, that screen just totally moved on me. Um, I was going to, there we go. Uh, our Twitter handles are on the screen um, at Steve Cullum and uh, you can follow me on Twitter. You can also follow Barry at Hawk Hellfire and uh, follow Greg at GamerGD3 uh, on Twitter. Uh, if you guys want to follow us in addition to Nintendo Fuse, um, that'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much brings us to the end of this episode of the Nintendo Fuse podcast. We'll be back on January 31st live with another episode, episode 244. Um, but uh yeah i think that's uh that's pretty much it thanks to all of you guys that joined us in the chat um it was great to have all you guys talking tonight it's awesome um and uh we hope to see you next time happy gaming everybody have a good one see you later